The following show contains spoilers. <laughs> oh no, we don't do that. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive <coughs> Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a man whose mother was a hamster and his father smelled of elderbellies. Elderbellies. It's a crease. I know why I started doing the French accent midway through. I will continue all. No, you won't. Is that a reference to the film we're doing? <laughs> yes, it's Monty Python and the Holy Grail, made in 1975, starring the Monty Python gang, which are John Cleese, everyone's favourite are, in James Bond. I don't know who that is. You, you've never seen James Bond. Well, who's John Cleese? Oh, ah, yeah. the guy invents stuff. Yeah. Oh, him. The one that's not Q. Wait. No, I don't know who that is. <sighs> John Cleese, uh, Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, who both share directing credits for this, Eric Idle, Graham Chapman, and Michael Palin, the sensible documentary maker, who is now <laughs> who, who is now a sensible documentary maker, uh, but started as a Monty Python, not an actual Python, Chris. It's the name of the gang. I don't know why they're called Monty Python. I thought it was the name of one man. If you haven't guessed, Monty Python was before our time, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my knowledge isn't extensive. Chris's is non-existent, given the fact that he doesn't know John Cleese, the most famous and well-known of them. Do you know Faulty Towers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's John Cleese. I've never watched Faulty Towers. But you know the premise. It's a hotel. Yeah. A man hits a car with a, a tree. Does he? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, this will be fun, then. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a 70s comedy. Uh, I think it's the first feature-length one that uh, the Python gang did. They were predominantly known for comedy sketch shows and things like that. And uh, this film was made for a measly less than a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah, but that was in the 70s, so that was a lot of money then. But this was, I think, proper guerrilla uh, filmmaking where everything was cobbled together and i think the camera broke on the first day of filming <laughs> and everything that could go wrong did go wrong and i think most of the gang didn't have a very good time making it because it was filmed in england scotland and most of it shot outside so the weather's not very nice they're clad in these wooden suits of armor that are <laughs> they get rained on and getting wet and heavy and the hotel they were staying at didn't have any hot water so sounds like an absolute disaster they they did not have a fun time filming this and uh on more than one occasion like from stories backstage uh john cleese flipped out a lot even michael palin who's a cool calm and collected flipped out and when he did everyone just stood and applauded him (laughs) really yeah because he he was the 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 cool the cool head of the gang but uh yeah even Palin flipped out. And when Palin flips out, you know things are. <laughs> well, the film was made regardless of this. Yes, yes. Although the Python gang don't see it as one of their best films, it is highly rated. And uh, although you've you've never seen it, you'll probably get some of the references that are scattered throughout the film. So let's begin, Chris, because this film is actually a bloodbath, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's why we're doing it. Uh, today in the podcast. Now, Chris, the film follows King Arthur, who is on a quest to find 
Holy Grail. Yes, correct. With Knights of the Round Table. Yes. Or are they Templars? Knights. It's oh, not okay. really important. I thought it was going to Assassin's Creed territory. No, here, no. It's just really a flimsy. It's 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 a flimsy excuse to have a series of medieval sketches, uh, littered together with a, a vague plot. Fair <laughs> thrown in. So yeah, King Arthur is given a quest by God, an animated cartoon God, to find the Holy Grail, and uh, he gathers together a group of knights to help him on his quest. He is impeded though on a number of occasions by different uh, comedy shenanigans shall we say so he gets to a first castle and he's trying to find out if the owner of the castle has any knights to spare and he gets into an argument about the airspeed of swallows and coconuts and stuff because instead of riding horses because horses are expensive uh, to to simulate people riding horses uh, there's a servant behind them that's clipping and clopping a pair of coconuts and what they're doing just like skipping along yeah that's pretty funny and they're arguing about where did the coconut come from because they're they're mediterranean how how did he get a coconut in england it's all weird stuff it's kind of surreal but uh king arthur's first knight he sees uh is a black and green knight they're having a fight uh along this road and he sneaks behind a tree and watches with his servant patsy and uh, they watch as this furious battle takes place. There's an axe and sword and a, and a morning star and all sorts of stuff. But eventually, the Black Knight kills the Green Knight by stabbing him in the face. And there's a spurt of blood. Like, comically red blood. Okay. And uh, the King is so impressed with this that he goes up to the Black Knight and wants him on his team. And go, you, you can help me find the Holy Grail. You're a worthy sod. And the Knight goes, no, I don't want to be part of your team. I'm just here to stop people crossing this road. And Arthur goes, well, I want to cross the road. And Knight's like, nah, if you want to cross, you've got to fight me. So they have a bit of a scuffle. And King Arthur, he's not so bad with a sword. And he lops off the guy's arm like in a comical fashion. One tap and it just falls off. It falls off. off. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> so victory is Arthur's. But the Knight's not having any of it. So with his other hand, he punches him. Arthur lops off the other hand. The Knight's not giving up. Starts kicking Arthur when he goes down on his knee and thanks God for the victory. <laughs> just (laughs) won't give up Arthur chops off one leg then the other leg and just leaves the knight on the floor Uh, well not on the floor he's like standing but with no arms and legs Venom would call it like a turd in the wind okay Uh, but the the knight's like okay we'll call it a draw then (laughs) why is the knight stopping people from passing it's never explained but it's probably just one of those medieval honour things uh, but the knight is very, very cross with anyone that gets past. Well, uh, not everybody can just walk past. Well, they can now that he's got no arms and legs. <laughs> so, <laughs> now he's going to be left there to die. Yes, bleed out very slowly from all of his injuries. I mean, the black knight is exhausted from fighting the green knight. But you don't know how long the fight's been going on between those two. Well, that again, that, that still doesn't help the black knight. If he's been fighting this green knight for hours... King Arthur could have turned up ten seconds after it started and it ended. Oh, maybe. But it was pretty fast and furious. Uh, yeah, but when you say fast and furious, are we talking... 70s fast and furious. Okay, I was going to say, so slow then. Well, it, I'll tell you what, it's probably better than most choreographed fights uh, back in the time period. It's better than the Vader Obi-Wan fight on the Death Star. There's a bit of stunt work. They fall over at one point. Oh, do they? <laughs> so you're the Black Knight. You're going to bleed out. Let's say 
the you are a little bit tired and King Arthur's just lopped off your your two hands, okay? Your your two arms, you're armless, and then uh-huh. he goes down onto the floor and thanks God. I I've for already the got it in mind how to kill him. You know how the knight's armour normally in like cartoons and stuff, they show the shoes are like pointy. You know, yeah. the armor's pointed. Well, if I've got my pointed, I keep it sharp and you see. As he's down on the floor, I swing my leg up and just hit him in the head with it. Pointy end. Pointy end straight into the brain. Yeah. He's dead. I'm pretty sure his uh was sidekick or something was yeah, it Patsy. Patsy. Or his, turn and run. Yeah, his sidekick slash horse, coconut horse. <laughs> oh, well, he's the guy who makes a horse and yeah. like, okay. So yeah, then he'll turn and you know, clip clop off down the road. Yeah, Patsy's not gonna be a hindrance to you. Yeah, he does kick him in the side of the head, but with the the base of his foot, not with like the toes. I exactly. don't get a good look at his boots. But they might have had like a, a stirrupy pointy bit. Well there you go then. Into the head, I win. Yeah. But then you will slowly bleed out. I seek medical attention. Yeah. Medical attention in medieval times. I know a witch doctor. And or that- gotta be so impressed that I've taken out King Arthur who would like, You will find the Holy Grail. Here are new arms. Bzz. That was him growing me new arms. Oh, the lightning. Yeah. That was very good lightning sound effects. Thank you. I do we try. spare no expense on this podcast for sound effects. <laughs> Okay, yeah, kick him in the head. Think medical attention. I mean, this is kind of a fantasy world, so you might be able well, to... Well, there you go then. I find a dragon. <laughs> a dragon cuts out half his heart and gives it to me. I mean, you ever seen Dragon Heart? Yeah, so yeah, then you're... There you you're... go. That, that I live, but I'm now joined to a dragon. Then you're half Sean Connery. Yeah. That's how it works, isn't it? Sean... I mean... Oh, Sean Connery's a dragon, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He's, he's, he's James Bond as well. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a twist to this film that would probably help the Black Knight. Uh, it wasn't God that asked him to find the Holy Grail. It was actually the devil. Because why would God ask him to find it? Because God knows everything anyway. Mm, no. It's but a huge <laughs> plot point, isn't it? It's a comedy film. Less philosophical and... <laughs> okay, uh, what's the plot twist? We'll, 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 I'll, I'll save it for later, if I remember. Is it going to be something like Arthur's blind? Stop stop trying to guess the twist. No, Arthur isn't blind. Although that would make the the fight a little bit more easy if he was blind. <laughs> that would give the Black Knight some, a slight advantage. But no, Arthur eventually uh, recruits his gang of merry men. No, that's Robin Hood, isn't it? It is. It is. I thought he had knights for a round table. <laughs> yeah, he's got his, his knights. Uh, they consist of Sir Bedivere who was a former witch hunter and knows that ducks and witches weigh the same because they both float on water. Okay. <laughs> Very important. Sir Lancelot the Brave. Sir Robin, the not quite so brave as Sir Lancelot. Is that his full title? To, yeah, to give him his full title. Sir Galahad the Pure and Sir Bors, uh, who's there just to make up the numbers. Uh, Fair enough. You'll see why a little <laughs> ways into the okay. film. These guys, they go on an, a quest, they an adventure, uh, and of course, like any great and epic quest, they are besieged by a myriad of obstacles, including uh, taunting French people up in a castle. Is how he done the French accent? Uh, that that is. See, yes. That makes sense now. It does. Would you like me to continue? No, don't keep doing it. With no. the French. Elderbellies. <laughs> this this show's gonna get taken down. <laughs> num num num. Uh yeah, they taunt them and uh catapult food, uh cows, poultry, and even a Trojan bunny rabbit that the group tried to sneak into the castle with, except they forgot to get into the Trojan bunny rabbit. 
I or think... they just carry in or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, King Arthur was and his men were meant to get into the Trojan Bunny, but they forgot, and the French catapult it out and kill one of the clip-floppy uh, <laughs> servant horsey men. Uh, and then the king decides that they should all split up to help find the Holy Grail, you know, the old Scooby-Doo. Of course. Search for the the clues. How many is in this gang now? Is it six? I think so, yeah. Okay, so they split into teams of two. Well, more or less. Uh, Sir Robin, the not quite as brave as Sir Lancelot, goes off into a forest. He's got a, a team of minstrels with him who are singing his praises, going, oh, he's the bravest man alive, and he'll... he'll f- punch anyone in the face a team of minstrels yeah like singing bards and uh, yeah they're they're singing his praises all the way up until he comes up against a giant three-headed knight <laughs> right okay <laughs> and uh, he decides to run away rather than fight this sensible night. maneuver yes except the minstrels horribly mock him for being a coward the rest of the way but don't worry they get eaten a bit later on uh, in a cartoony bit. That's fair enough. <laughs> That's fun for Sir Robin, who is... Is that like their alternative name then from bards? Minstrels, yeah. yeah. Never heard that. Well, I think it depends on... I think bards are, are vocal and minstrels are music players. And, like, mummers are, like, jesters, but, like, acting. They do little skits and things like that. Fair enough. Okay. You learn something new. We're very educational on this podcast apparently so (laughs) (laughs) very much so uh so yeah that's robin's story sir galahad played by michael palin sir michael is he a sir i don't know who michael palin is (laughs) (laughs) uh he is lost and uh confused in this dense dark forest until he comes up to a castle he manages to be let in and the castle is full of seductive temptresses chris it's Ooh. too good to be true already isn't sexy it? ladies going to be witches or vampires uh, well you think so but uh they they say oh so galahad you're injured maybe we have a look at you and there are two doctors that try to have a look at his leg uh but he thinks they're trying to look at his other leg if you okay, know what i, I mean yeah. yeah there's a fourth wall breaking moment where one of the ladies uh goes do you think we should have cut this scene Maybe maybe we should have cut this scene. <laughs> and then there's talking between the scenes of, no, it's, it's fine. <laughs> right, Get on okay. with it. That's what they say. <laughs> and uh, no, Sir uh, Lancelot comes in just as uh, Galahad's like, oh, maybe I like it here in this castle. Maybe, maybe it's not too bad being tempted. And Lancelot comes in and goes, no, no, you've, you've had enough tempting. And uh, he's whisked away out of the castle. Uh, so there was no danger. There was a bit of danger. What danger? He it sounded like he was going to get treated and then spend the rest of his life in the castle. Yeah. But he's Sir Galahad the Pure. So no... Oh, so he's yeah. not meant to do that. Yeah. Could do a little bit, though. Could he? Nah. No. <laughs> okay, so Lancelot's story is that once he's saved uh, Sir Galahad, he finds a note, or a note rather finds him, uh, by hitting his clip-cloppy... Horseman. <laughs> have they? Have, have each of them got a clip cloppy horseman? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so their job is to carry their stuff and to make the sound effect of a clip cloppy horse. Of course. With the coconuts, uh, but an arrow hits the clip cloppy horseman. Uh, it's got a note on it, and Lancelot reads it, and uh, he he thinks that a maiden is being forced to marry a man against her will, and uh, he goes, "Don't worry." 
clip-cloppy horseman. Your death will not be in vain. And the guy's like, no, no, I, th- I think I'm getting better. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can come with you. And he's like, no, no, you stay here. Uh, he pops up again. Like, There's like, an ongoing joke where people are gravely injured and they go, no, no, I think I'm getting better. <laughs> Only fall over again later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them do. Sometimes uh, they, they get hit on the head by a, a spoon and killed. <laughs> Just okay. to put them out of their misery. <laughs> so, yeah, Lancelot goes off gallantly uh, into this castle and kills a bunch of uh, wedding guests, goes up to the tallest tower, only to find that the person that is being married off against their will is a a boy that keeps on wanting to burst into song, uh, but he gets chucked out of the tower by uh, <laughs> by his dad, who's John Cleese, uh, and who wants a big castle. That's why he was marrying him off to princess lucy it's it's madness okay uh, but, <laughs> but, there's nothing to do with the slightest <laughs> with, the, with the whole finding the holy grail thing not really but a lot of people die what do you do <laughs> what one of the wedding guests and some mad night bursts in yeah and just chops people up what the hell are you meant to do offer him a turkey leg or something from like the wedding dinner yeah i don't know you couldn't really explain it to him because if he's not getting it from context that you're not guards Oh, what, and you're wearing your fancy wedding clothes and yeah. that He also kicks the bride. <laughs> <laughs> right. But in, in his mind, he's rescuing a uh, a fair maiden. Yeah. So why does he boot the bride? Does he not think this should be her? Well, the note says specifically that they're in the tallest tower. Okay. So that's where he goes. And then there's this guy that wants to do a musical. Does he do the musical? <laughs> uh, Eventually. Oh, God, he should have beat him out of the tower sooner. Yeah, well, he, he falls out of the tower, and then he comes back in, and it's again, oh, I'm, I think I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm not, really? <laughs> I'm not quite dead. And uh, then he bursts into song, and then Lancelot, instead of, like, you know, walking out, he has to be dramatic, and he swings out on a rope, but then it's just left dangling there as there's a musical going on. Oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> and he's, he's not happy with that, because, you know, he's, he's, he's the man of action, swinging and kicking and bloodshed cut, yeah c- cutting people's heads off yeah so i would suggest you go game of thrones route for this like although we survived the red wedding we're going to smuggle in a dagger or some sort of weapon projectile yeah because in this film it sounds like if i throw it at the wall something humorous will happen it'll bounce off and hit lancelot in the nose or something yeah because that's the funniest place yes it is <laughs> not the dick no, no never <laughs> the dick Knife attacks to penises are no laughing matter. Okay, so you think if this was like a red wedding situation where Princess Lucky's family were going to murder the swan... Is that her name? Yeah. I think you said Lucy. <laughs> Lucky, sorry. Uh, if they were willing to murder everyone, then they would have been prepared for when Lancelot comes in and starts chopping off people's heads and stuff. I always take defensive items with me to weddings. Really? Yeah. How do you think I survive them? <laughs> I thought you just left really early. That's enough way to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Arthur and uh, Sir Benavir, they, they're actually on the quest for the Holy Grail. They've not been distracted by fair maidens. Okay. Uh, they run into the Knights of Ni. I'm sorry? Ni. The Knights of Ni. Ni? Ni. Yeah. And when you irritate them, they go, Ni! Oh, God. I'm no, not. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to do that again because... I, that cannot be pleasant to listen to but that's what they do you irritate them and they just go like that at you make the sound and they go oh no what do you want and we'll we'll do that and then you can pass and they want some shrubbery 
Shrubbery? Yeah. So like it, a bush or something? Yeah. Or some flowers? Yeah. This film makes no <laughs> sense at all. It doesn't, but the Knights of Nir, there's a, a word that they don't like to hear. And that is... Well, nay. If, <laughs> if you can find it, that puts them in pain. Uh, so t- t- you get three guesses of what you think the, the knights don't like. I'll give you a clue. It's a two-letter word. Okay. Hi. No. 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 <laughs> they say near. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it. Oh, for God's sake! Come on, <laughs> I was close. They hate the word it. So yeah, they they manage to get past them. And there's, there's an, another brief skit where uh, a TV historian is killed by a man on an actual horse. The only actual horse in the film. Oh, the one they could afford. Yeah. <laughs> they spent all the horse money on this one skit. Yeah, uh, to, to kill an art historian. Not a, a history historian. History historian. Yeah. You just... went TV historian to art historian to a history historian. Yeah, well, he's a history historian on TV. <laughs> How is there a TV? <laughs> it's very confusing. That's also the plot twist. That could help to save the Black Knight. That they're in a movie. Yes. <laughs> it's in modern times because there's a couple of flashbacks to, like, the police investigating the death of this historian. So there's just a body and the historian's wife crying and cop has taken a statement. <laughs> I thought you were going to say police investigating, like, the massacre at the wedding and stuff. No, no, just this historian. So, And then there's cutbacks to it, like, they're following... The trail of King Arthur's men <laughs> and stuff like right. that. So that's the twist, sort of, if you can call it a twist. It's like a Black Mirror twist, isn't it? Like in uh, Bandersnatch. Just a bit where, like, the two uh, realities or times have collided. Yeah, well, when you realise that you're in a Netflix choose your own adventure. Oh, and you're saying that's when yeah. they realise they're in a TV 70s show. <laughs> movie. Yeah. No, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's the sort of twist. Uh, okay. But the gang eventually reconvene and they travel. Apparently, there's like animated bits throughout where they travel for a, a year or so, and it, it's winter and they have to eat the minstrels to survive. <laughs> to survive. <right>. Uh, <laughs> good. No, I can get on with cannibalism. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so points for initiative. Yeah. Good, good. survival skills. <laughs> Lovely. They come to an impasse where they find this wizard that's just standing on a rock. Is it Merlin? It's uh, Tim. For oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Tim, the warlock. He's just exploding things. And he goes, if you want to find where the Holy Grail is, you have to enter this cave. And in the cave, there are scribblings of where the Grail is hidden. But I wa- he's, it's Scottish. It's John okay. Cleese doing a Scottish accent. Right, okay. But I warn you. No, it, don't. <laughs> it's guarded by a terrifying beast. I'll stop. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they go to the cave and the entrance is just filled with bones and bodies. And out of the cave comes this terrifying beast. Is it a tax man? Because tax- that would have been good. No, it's a it's a white bunny. Okay, see, that's not <laughs> as good as a tax man. But go on. <laughs> it's way better because Sir Bors, who's there only to make up the numbers... Yeah. Uh, goes, oh, I can kill this bunny. No problem. He puts his helmet on, grabs his sword and shield, walks up to it, and the bunny launches at his neck and bites his head, head clean off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, straight away. And Is it normal-sized bunny? Normal-sized bunny, yeah. Do they have bow and arrows? No. Swords and shields. Throw the shield at it or a sword or something? <laughs> well, King Arthur is infuriated by this and gets the rest of the knights to charge at them. 
and Tim the warlock is like, I told you, it's terrifying. It's got big teeth and can <laughs> leap about this far and he's real smug. The knights get their ass handed to them, Chris. The rabbit beats them all. Yeah, so uh, they, they do a runaway and they run away and they have to come up with a better plan. So, Chris, what, yeah. do, you, what do you do? What, what's your plan for taking on this average-sized bunny but it's got a real bad temper? Hire Tim the warlock, blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If there's a warlock who's exploding things at range, oh, do I need to say any more? Yeah, but Tim, Tim, blow this rabbit up. Yeah, I'll give you the rest of <laughs> Sir Watsy's face's body. You, you can, can blow that up. Yeah, you blow up a body. Yeah, I don't know why the wizard is so scared of the rabbit. Maybe he's not very good at aiming at range. I think the the rabbit's magical, and I think his powers are useless against it. Possibly. The rabbit is also quite quick, so it might be able to close the distance. Oh, so you're saying he'll try to blow it up, the rabbit will move. By the time he's finished exploding it, the rabbit's taking his hand off or something. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, the rabbit goes for the neck. Always the neck. It knows where the weak spot is. <laughs> <laughs> the magic, uh, the magic, the rabbit must be magically enchanted to be strong enough to bite through what should be chain mail armour. Maybe, yeah. Solid steel armour and stuff. The armour, it's got chain mail, but I don't know whether the helmets have like a neck guard. A rabbit can't bite through chain mail, though, surely. No, but the, the chain mail doesn't cover the neck. Ah, see, that's so where they went wrong. So there's a little square where the rabbit can get under the helmet. And under the chain um, mail um, yeah, to the, the exposed flesh. Can I take a leaf, then, from Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, when Gimli puts on that chain mail, you know, how it's huge <laughs> and just covers all of him? I want a similar thing. A giant set of t- chain mail? Yeah. Okay. I'm now completely covered. That rabbit's not getting through. And as it jumps and grabs hold of my neck and can't get through, I get hold of it and I snap its neck. Maybe because the chainmail's so big, the neck gap would be really big as well. No, it's just long chainmail. It's not the the links on the chainmail are massive, so there's huge holes in no, it. No, no, but if, if it's made for a big person, they would presumably have a big head and a big neck. Yeah. So the the gap would be bigger. It's specifically made for me to put it on over the top of my head and it just falls all the way down to my feet. But the rabbit's not going for your feet. No, but my entire body is now covered. The only thing exposed is my face. So like a chainmail blanket? Yes. Okay, okay, right. Wouldn't that hinder your movement? Or, or a chainmail snood? I wear it snood? all the time. <laughs> I only wear it against the rabbit. Okay, so you have to make it. Yeah, basically, I need prior knowledge of the rabbit to do this. Without that, bring your shield up so when it goes to your throat, it bounces off your shield. Maybe. And then stab it. I mean, people do do that. Like guard against the rabbit with the shield. Well, so there you go then. It'll try, and then it's see it can't get to you at the moment, so it'll bounce off to the next person. And you've, we've established it can't get through metal. Well, we don't know that. Well, you said it, it, it could be th- magical. It, well, it didn't get through the shields, did it? Well, not really, but maybe well, that was go. because it was distracted by someone tastier. Can I throw a carrot? Uh, Can we go back to the wedding and get one of the bodies <laughs> or the historium or perhaps one of these police officers and then throw it to the rabbit? Oh no, the police officers are coming for you. They got guns. They're British police officers, so batons. Okay. Coconuts? Do rabbits eat coconuts? I have no idea. Maybe <laughs> if they bang the coconuts loud enough, it scares the rabbit, disorientates it. Well, maybe it'll think there's a horse there and it'll eat the horse. It'll charge at one of the uh, patsy guys. Yeah. And while it's eating them, you run past, but then how do you get back out? Uh, I don't know. Should I tell you what they actually do to defeat yeah, the rabbit? Yeah, because I'm, I'm confused. Okay. Would it make it easier if I told you that they had a holy hand grenade? Oh, uh, I was so stunned then I couldn't even speak. <laughs> All I could think of was worms. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, Ready Player One. 
And I thought Holy Hand Grenade was from Worms, but it turns out Worms got it from this. Right. Uh, Monty Python. Okay. Uh, so they have a Holy Hand Grenade, as as they do. As uh, Of course. And they only just remember that they have a Holy Hand Grenade. Right. <laughs> and uh, they've got some, some priests have turned up as well, just so they can read out of the Bible how to use the Holy Hand Grenade. Right. <laughs> so it's... It's uh, Michael Palin reading out. And thou shall pull out the pin and count to three. No more, no less. And it's a bunch of that. Don't count to five, because you'll be fucked. Right. <laughs> Two's no good either. Three is the number. The third number <laughs> is three. Right. <laughs> so they check the holy hand grenade and blow up the rabbit. How's the rabbit not move away from it? If it's super fast. But if you count to three... Then it's got no time to move. I don't know, because from the sounds of it, I'm thinking there's rabbits like the Flash. Not that fast. But fast enough to jump at you before you can react to take your head off. Yes. I don't know. I think it'd be faster <laughs> than a holy hand grenade. Look, Chris, do you want to kill the rabbit or not? I kind of don't. The rabbit's doing well. <laughs> the rabbit's protecting this cave for a reason. The Holy Grail wasn't meant to be found. Well, I'm... Indiana Jones got it, and look what happened. Uh, he killed some Nazis. That was good, though, wasn't it? Nobody else died, was it just the Nazis? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, then they shouldn't definitely not take the Holy Hand Grenade, because Indy needs it later. No, it's too too late by then. Oh, dear. It's also weird, because in this, they, they kill the rabbit. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. Do they eat the rabbit afterwards? Uh, no, because it's been blown up. But, uh, yeah, they go into the cave, and uh, they, they see the writing, and it goes, the Holy Grail is in the ah. And then there's a conversation about, well, what is, what's ah? Oh, he m- must have died while he was chiseling. Yeah, but if he died while he was chiseling, why did he write, ah? <laughs> so that's that kind of thing. It sort of reminded me of Lord of the Rings, wherein they're in the Mines of Moria, where uh, Gandalf's reading out the book. It's like, oh, they, the writing they are coming. Go, writing yeah. goes down off the page. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Go like that. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I'm being stabbed by a goblin. Oh no, a mountain troll. Ah. It's a cave troll. I know. Don't shout at me, nerds. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, okay, then there's an animated section where they're chased around in the cave by a multi-eyed monster. But it's okay, though. The animator dies and they're saved. The, 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 what? Dies? What? The animator of the scary monster. Oh, dies. Yeah. So they're not chased by the scary monster anymore. Right, okay. It's fine. It's another fourth wall breaking kind of joke. Uh, and then they get to the bridge of death over... The Gorge of Eternal Peril. Dramatic effect there. I know, right? In order to get over the Bridge of Death, which is above the Gorge of Eternal Peril, uh-huh. they must answer three questions from the bridge keeper, who is an old man. Okay. He talks like this. N- no more voices. You are bound from voices. He talks, and it's sort of... It's not French. I don't know why I'm doing French. Maybe when I do the croaky voice, it's naturally French. What? That's it. That's it. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> what? He's, he really pronounces the what. Uh, okay, so you've got to answer three questions in order to get over the bridge, okay? okay. So everyone's really scared, but Sir Lancelot, he's the bravest of them all. He decides that he's going to go over the bridge first, okay? So the bridge so keeper... What, if you get it wrong, do you, does the bridge collapse? No, you get uh, comically slung into the Gorge of Eternal Peril. Just like sort of yanked up and... Um, catapulted into By it. By an invisible force. Yes. Okay. Okay. You get it? So, mm-hmm. you're asked these questions. Are you going to ask me? Yes. What is your name? Do I need to answer truthfully? 
you can say Chris. Okay, because my real name must never be spoken. <laughs> it's Voldemort. So, so Sir Chris a lot. <laughs> yes, you do a lot. Uh, what is your quest? To find Holy Grail. Yeah. Uh, what is your favourite colour? Purple. Okay. Lancelot's is blue, but okay. I'll, I'll let you off. And uh, that's it. Yeah, he gets he gets all of the questions right. He's like, oh, thank you very much. And he crosses the bridge. Sir Robin, the not quite as brave as Sir Lancelot, is like, this is easy, no problem. He's the first up next. The rest of the group come come hither. Okay. And, <laughs> and uh, the, rest, the first two questions are the same. What is your name? Yeah. What's your quest? And uh, Sir Robin's third question is slightly more complicated what is the capital of of azaria 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 um azulu it's well close enough robin doesn't get get it right he he gets flung into the pit it's azur so Uh, okay i've got across twice now i'm good (laughs) what did you say though as it was close enough for you i I think you got as i said azulu uh no now you're Azul, in the pit. Azulu. Oh, come on. Azul. Yeah, close enough. You got the you got the first three letters right. Is it double S? Is that how you're spelling Azulu? A, I don't know. I was doing all Zs. <laughs> oh, no, they were S's. Okay. It's <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay, so Galahad's next. The pure. First question is the same. So is the second question. What is your favourite colour, though, Chris? Oh, it's for Galahad. Yeah. We're going to go purple again. No. He goes blue. It should be white, I'm guessing. No, he gets it wrong. Uh, his favourite colour is yellow. But he doesn't know that. He, he, well, <laughs> I think he just says blue because Lancelot said blue. But as he's flung into the air, he goes yellow <laughs> and hits the ground. The king is next, Chris. Fearless. He's not taking any of this shit. He's asked the first two questions. Name? Arthur, king of the Britons. Uh, his quest is to find the Holy Grail. And then he gets asked, what is the average airspeed of an unladen swallow? Oh, back to the argument of the yes. thing. Okay. Now, one of the key arguments about how the coconut got there was whether it was an African swallow or a European swallow. They're different. They have they're different sizes. They have different speeds. So the king asks, yeah. European or African? The bridge keeper doesn't know what he's on about and because he got a question wrong. The bridge keeper is thrown <laughs> into the gorge of eternal peril. Right. So they could have done this at the very beginning. What, asked him a question that they he didn't know the answer yeah. to? Yeah, but they didn't know that was the rules. Right, okay. And uh, so Bedivere, who's the only one left with the king, goes, how did you know what, what type of swallow? And Arthur's like, well, when you're king, you have to know these things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we're wrapping up now. Uh, Lancelot's gone missing on the other side of the bridge. Um, a magical boat appears and leads them to the castle where the grail is kept but lo and behold those pesky French people have managed to find the castle before them and are taunting them mercilessly and throwing slop on them so Arthur summons a hitherto unseen army of Bretains to (laughs) to go and storm the castle Uh, but just as they're charging towards it to claim the holy grail for King Arthur uh, the Rossers show up and arrest Arthur <laughs> and uh, Sir Benavir and stick him in the back of the police van along with Sir Lancelot who was already in there. And this is a, a vi- an actual van, is it? Yeah, an with actual police van, yeah. Stuff. Right, yeah. Two cop cars show up. Uh, the historian's wife is there going, that's them. 
<laughs> so they managed the coppers managed to find the trail again when the holy hand grenade went off they had the explosion right okay <laughs> and uh yeah the film ends with a copper turning to one of the film crew and putting his hand over the camera and then there's there's a theme tune but there's no end credits it's just black for like two minutes really because all the credits were at the beginning with like a bunch of jokes like subtitle jokes right we fired the subtitle writer because he kept talking about random shit (laughs) just (laughs) in the subtitles about mooses and stuff it was funny (laughs) fair enough but yeah that's how it ends chris yeah they're arrested for murder so they never get the holy grail then no it's in the castle with the French people. The French have got it. The French do have it, mon They ami. still have it this day. <laughs> to this very day, we never surrender. <laughs> Jesus. The, the holiest of grails. Uh, yeah. So that's what okay. happened. And, and the holy grail. I think there are a few more deaths, uh, like little ones that we didn't talk about. That's uh, Monty Python and the holy grail. Pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Well, it was fun to talk about. Nice it was. Silly. It was a. It was an interesting one to talk about. Yes. And if you would like to talk about it, not you, Chris, but people listening, how do they get in contact with us? Oh, they can email the show at wecouldsurvive.gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. And if you're watching this, there'll be a comment section. Or watching, listening to this, there'll be a comment section somewhere you can leave a comment. Yes. What is the difference between an African and a European swallow? Their size and speed, how long they take to um, breed, and their average lifespan. Which one of them can carry a coconut to Europe? African. Ah. I know everything about swallows. (laughs) How many, though, would it take to carry it to Europe? How would they carry the coconut? One on either side, and one flies upside down with its feet on it. It's incredible feet. Yeah. Ah. Peculiar, but plausible in the world of Python. Monty Python. Another Bond reference to end the show. Does that come up in the film? Or no, did you not really. That? It was just because you didn't know John Cleese was R. R. Who is R? He's the replacement for Q in like the Piers Brosnan ones. I have no memory of him in the slightest. He's got a moustache. So did Q, didn't he? No. End the show. <laughs> okay, I'm really confused. Unless I'm thinking of R, and I'm thinking that's Q. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. It's an old guy, moustache, white hair. Yeah. See, I'm thinking that of Q, but you're telling me that's R. Yes. And you're telling me that's the guy from Faulty Towers. He's John Cleese, yeah. Okay, I was thinking, yeah, okay, I do know who that is then. Why didn't you just say who it was <laughs> in the first place? Because you thought R was Q, but Q is Q and R is R. So who's who's Q then? someone else if you say so it's he's, all very confusing he's the, he's the gadget guy in all of them up till like the the Piers Brosnan ones right okay and then he's in a couple of Piers Brosnan ones but then he bows out and John Cleese takes over are we really having this conversation yes because I'm confused it has <laughs> to be cleared up but I think I, I got it now okay good you should explain yourself better next time my god in the show <laughs> Well, thank you to everyone who's been listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survival guide to the movies. We'll see you all next week for Undisclosed Movie at this moment. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Until it's a then. secret. <laughs> it's a secret. We'll see you all next week. Until then, keep on surviving and keep questing. Goodbye.